Captain's Log Stardate 2263.2. Today is our 966th day in deep space. A little under three years in our five-year mission. The more time we spend out here, the harder it is to tell where one day ends and the next one begins. Kind of sounds like COVID quarantine to me for the last five months. Welcome to our review of Star Trek Beyond 2016. My God, no ship, no crew. How are we going to get out of this one? I am Jayla. You sure know how to throw out a welcome mat. I do not know what is a welcome mat. I need your help. If we don't stop them, millions of lives are at stake. What we require is a diversion. Come with me. It's a heck of a distraction. Is that music? I like the beats and shouting. Well, you do. PG-13. All right. Today's guests are Cole and Taylor. They have been on the pod many times and they're back. The description of this film is the crew of the USS Enterprise explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space where they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts them and the and everything the Federation stands for to the test. Directed by Justin Lin, made famous by the Fast and the Furious franchise. I think he directed three or four of those. And by the way, Fast and Furious 5, one of the best car one of the best movies ever made, so if you don't like it, I know there's some out there. You need to revisit your life. Also, uh, all the cast reprised their roles, so everyone from the first and the second one of this reboot uh, has has come back. Rating from IMDb is 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 86% from the critics, 80% from the normal Joe Blows box office pulled in $343.4 million, which is crazy because supposedly this one didn't do as well. But like, I mean, that seems like pretty good to me. They're really unsure if they're going to make a fourth one. I read an article. I'm kind of stepping on popcorn trivia right now, but I read an article that uh, Chris Pine was ready to do the fourth one, but really not sure what's going to happen with that. So if you're fans of these, let's hope and pray that they make a fourth one. Um, Where you can watch this right now is IMDb TV, which is crazy. I guess just get an, an account and you can pull it up and watch it. I believe there's ads. Pretty sure there's ads if it's free. Also, Amazon Prime has it for free. Not sure if those have ads, but two places you can check it out right now and stream it. Uh, All right, let's get into popcorn trivia. Early in this film, Captain Kirk mentions that the five-year mission had begun to feel episodic, an obvious nod to the episodic nature of the original and subsequent series, which I think is really kind of cool. And to be honest, that's what I feel like when I watch this third film. It's it has a really cool vibe of of like watching a, an extended episode of the series. So that's really cool. On Star Trek, the original series, 1996, at the end of the introductory speech narrated by William Shatner, uh, at the beginning of each episode is to boldly go where no man has gone before. 
on Star Trek The Next Generation in 1987, which was narrated by our glorious Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, if, if I may, it was substituted for the words to boldly go where no one has gone before in an effort to be more gender neutral and race neutral, which is what they were trying to do. And in this feature, the otherwise introductory speeches moved to the end and narrated by multiple members of the cast. And the last bit, to boldly go where no one has gone before, being spoken by a female character, Lieutenant Uhura, portrayed by Zoe Saldana. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, another interesting tidbit, the shift in Sulu's sexual orientation caused a stir among fans. Some regarded it as a condescending example of tokenism. And this is really interesting. George Takei, who played Sulu on the original series and who is gay and a strong proponent of gay rights, disagreed with this shift, saying that the character Sulu had always been straight. So, there you have it, straight from Mr. Sulu. The title of the movie is Star Trek Beyond. In the original series, Gene Roddenberry added lyrics to the theme song, which I never knew this, and I like Star Trek movies. I'm not like a Trekkie, but I've watched a lot of Star Trek, and I never knew this. The first word is beyond. This is the lyrics to the... That, that, <laughs> that's my uh, recollection of the original Star Trek theme, but this is the, these are the lyrics. Beyond the rim of the starlight... My love is wandering in star flight. I know he'll... <laughs> sorry, I just made you laugh. I know he'll find in star cluster re reaches. <laughs> love... <laughs> oh. Love strange, love a star woman teaches. What? <laughs> love, strange love a star woman teaches. I, that's weird. I know his journey ends never, his Star Trek will go on forever, but tell him while he wanders his starry sea, remember, remember me. That is insane. And with those lyrics, let's get into our review of Star Trek Beyond 2016. Enjoy. Welcome back to another installation of the Popcorn Priest, your host. We are coming at you after we've screened our first selection with the newly installed Dolby Atmos speakers in my theater. And it was awesome. Um, I guess technically I watched John Wick 2, but it was not an official screening with, with the, the folks. So this we this time we screen Star Trek Beyond thanks to Cole's quick purchases. Good thing there was a Best Buy right next to work. And I don't have a something to read about it, but it's directed by John. Directed by Justin Lin. Justin Lin. Simon right. Pegg and his other writing partner can't remember Doug something or other. Doug. Well, co-written by Simon Pegg. Yeah. 2016, two-hour runtime. PG-13. PG-13. 
third third film in the, in the, in the rebooted re- rebooted Star Trek franchise. Probably one of my favorites of of the three. I would like, and it's specifically as like a Star Trek fan, I, I would put it as like my favorite of like of all of the movies, and it's because it doesn't like try to raise the stakes higher than they need yeah. to be. Yeah, which is like it was okay in the first one because it was a reboot. It was, it really bothered me in the sequel Into Darkness when they raised the stakes like again to the exact same like level of severity. It was just like it's like you don't need yeah. that. I mean, they already told us like set up in the first reboot that this is a new timeline. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we'll just have this crazy thing to establish it. And that was fine. It was the second one is just where it's like yeah, it's And then we'll just repeat it's like it's Wrath of Khan. Like, you just don't need the stakes to be that high. You just don't. Like it's like this one has a lot more character development and like I just like it. It's just like it's like and the stakes are still like high. They're just not like the crazy yeah. like end of end of the earth yeah, kind of all, situations. All all will die. <laughs> this is just one. This is like it would be really bad if things you know if if this it like could be plot worse goes than to the space station. Yeah, it could be worse, but it's like yeah, and that's yeah. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I give it, I give it a golden bucket. If you're if you're a Star Trek fan at, at all, you'll love yeah, this. It's a lot more lighthearted. It's yeah, it's got a, it's got more a more fun tone, I think, in a lot of ways than like the really self serious. Like the second one, really, is the one I'm just looking at and being like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was I enjoyed it. But. And you don't need to. I mean, you could. You could watch this as a non-Star Trek fan and and yeah, enjoy I mean, it. It works as just an action movie with some sci-fi trappings. And there's a lot of cool nods to all the other movies and and a few cool nods to the original movies. And it's a it's a it's a dang shame that yeah, both Anton Yelchin's last yeah, film. Yeah, Anton Past as well as Leonard Nimoy passed. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy was less unexpected. True. Anton Yelchin's tragedy. Tragic. Like twenties, early thirties. Yeah. He's your age. Just a freak accident. It's like the most yeah. With it with a faulty Jeep. Like Jeep. Yeah, the emergency brake failed or something like that. Yeah, or it wasn't set and it, it rolled into him. Pin, pinned him. Yeah. Some horrendous accident. All right. Well, I I give it a golden bucket. Like I said, check it out. It's very Thousand awesome. Stars. Great. It's great. It's a great mix of the action like oriented <laughs> reboot stuff and like the old Star Trek like sci fi. Let's comment on humanity. It's good stuff. Thousand stars from Taylor. Um, I did. I did not like a couple of scene. The dialogue scenes where they have to give the technical stuff and they're like just. Just cut to the chase. Tell me, tell me in real English, and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna blow them up and hit the red button." <laughs> that that kind of bugs, but I I get it. Cole, your thoughts? Well, not being nearly as big of a Star Trek fan, considering I don't think I've seen any of the other movies or the before the reboot. You could skip a lot of those movies. I <laughs> I still like the second one the best. I think just. Cause you were wrong. Just because Cumberbatch okay. is such a good actor. He is, but I think that he, movie has other problems. <laughs> it, well, but yeah, but I mean, this one, I mean, it's 
the tone's lighter, but I just kind of like the serious, just all or nothing. Cumberbatch just yep. evil. Cole like has bad taste in movies. That's what this is. He's admitting to us all right now. <laughs> uh, I think that can, that's a whole other debate right there. <laughs> Like everything I said was bad about that movie. He says it's great. He's all he's clearly wrong. Mr. The Raid Redemption. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. Let's watch, this, let's, <laughs> let's watch this man in a building for an hour and 45 minutes. Getting stabbed a bunch of people. Raid Redemption is the second one, though, right? No, no. They gave it a weird subtitle because it's some like, trademark no, thing. It's because The Raid, it's because he wanted to do the second one first, but they weren't sure about the budget and they, were, like, they didn't want to give him that much money. So they made him technically make the second one first and then the other one because that was like the whole apartment building was supposed to be like a sequel to the other one. Oh, he's yeah, like yeah. out in the open. That was, that was so, the order. But so as far as I know, the title, though, is... is well, no, that, it's because that's just he didn't Oh, that's what it. like the production yeah, company and so, thing was. That's what that whole deal was. was they, that movie was very awesome. I agree I like with Taylor. Those, like, the right, second one's awesome, but that first one... I like just, the first one, and the, the first second one's tiring. a little more convoluted, but like the scale, it makes it great. <laughs> Blind Girl with the Hammer is just awesome. Yeah, like the crazy like car chase stuff. and oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what that guy does next. I don't know what he's working on. I'm, in, I'm intrigued, Cole, like, since you're not like a Star Trek fan, like how would you rate this with with like another action film yeah i mean definitely less than the second one which was the worst one (laughs) well i mean i to me the first one's the worst one just because it's that whole well no 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 just in terms of they have to set everything up Uh, so they have to show the backstory here's these characters it's like so the first half is just set up and then the plot's rushed because then they have to do something. So then it's like you fly through. See, you are as good as your dad. I told you. It's kind of like Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then when the second one, it's like they just get right into it. But not the second Avengers. They just like had a thousand more spinning plates in the second or, Avengers. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like in terms of other sci-fi because it's, I mean, it's enjoyable. I mean, if you know what you're going into, you'll like it. I mean, you've got the first and the second one to base upon. It's, it's not. I mean, the only other comparison is Star Wars, but Star Wars is so like so different. Yeah, the, like a, and well, well, Star Trek explores different things, and there's different planets, there's different characters. Whereas Star Wars, it's just all about the it's, Force. It's, and it's, yeah, just, it's more it's, about it's, like a, there's like a singular storyline. Vision, yeah, it's, it's more like yeah, like like myth story kind yeah, of deal. It's, like it's way more singular. Whereas these, they at least it, they literally do go to other worlds, and they. I mean, explore, you know, this and that. So there's, it's just space in general, whereas Star Wars, it's one particular, like, dot in space. And that's kind of where it gets annoying. It's not really, it doesn't really focus on, like, like the mechanics of having an interstellar, like, 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 like yeah, travel. yeah. It's, like, it's just yeah, kind of like. Anytime you see a planet, it's because they're like, blowing it up with a Death even, Star. Even fighter jets are capable of faster than light travel and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like anytime you go elsewhere, it's just like some minor planet. Oh, look at this. Let, let's do a demonstration. Let's blow this planet up or let's use this giant laser beam and destroy these four planets at once and then go back to you know our home base that we never leave. But it's, I mean, I liked it. I, there was a couple things that I wasn't clear on that I may have to watch again, but like the casting. Was it because you were on your phone texting? No, no, it's because I was literally like looking at the scenery around it and they were talking, but I, the Idris is kind of hard to understand because of his accent. Yeah. But the, but I mean, 
the casting, like everybody's really good. The I don't know, the girl didn't really do much besides just be pissed off the whole time. Talking a foreign accent. Yeah. She's like kind of sexy in its own way, even though she's an alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she enjoyed the Beastie Boys. Yeah. yeah. Music. So that was doing, doing like martial arts. That was the one thing that I didn't kind of understand was that Yeah, the, I still don't really the music being the the one of the key factors, but oh, you don't understand. Like, well, if you've been listening, I was, well, it's listening. still like I, I okay, it's still hand wavy, but you're you like, just sure. just play a song I mean, that's awesome that we already used in one of the it's movies. Like it didn't need to be a song, but like it seems like that is yeah. It's kind of like this like fan servicey like yeah, we like this song. You used it in the trailer and in the first movie. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, they have that line about I'm on your planet, and then so it like works. <laughs> Bringing up that that the Beastie Boys is a duo instead of a trio now as well. Oh. Mm. Well, it was. I mean, cancer is the. I'm yeah. I'm more like action guns, car chases kind. But this, I mean, it was still. I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. He wants more action guns and car chases. The pacing. I mean, the pacing moved really well to the point where an hour and a half later and it felt like you know 15 minutes just because it moves along this one moves along really good yeah. in terms of story I, I agree cool any parting thoughts I don't know what they'll do next but well, they got another one planned but yeah. I mean like okay, I don't see why it was kind of uncertain I, I was hearing I don't think this one did as well as they wanted it to but they'll, they'll still make a new one yeah. just because, well, because it does okay like it's too valuable of a franchise. They have a series coming out, actually, I think, set in this universe, which I don't know about that. Hence the Alibaba financing. Or, oh, really? And, yeah, that was, yeah, I saw that. Five producers at the beginning was Ali. It was, yeah, some foreign. Some, like, yeah, Middle Eastern, like, Emirates company. And, yeah, for yeah. The, the international releasing. All right, well, there you have it, everybody. Star Trek Beyond. Thousand stars, golden bucket, and enjoyed it. I don't give a crap. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. All right, I wanted to add this section because all of the recordings that I made earlier, I never really had a structure. We just were a couple of dudes talking about movies. So I wanted to really answer the question, should or shouldn't you watch this? I mean, that's the title of the podcast. So here are five reasons why you should watch this movie. One, if you like action movies. Two, if you like good humor. This is, this is a really funny film, as we discussed in the review. Three, if you're a fan of Justin Lin, Fast and Furious franchise. Give me a break, everybody. There you go. Number four, if you like science fiction at all. And number five, great rescue mission show. Like, if you like rescue missions, I mean, this is this is at the top. Uh, and I added a sixth one here. You don't necessarily have to be a Star Trek fan, but if you're a Star Trek fan, obviously this is for you. And you probably have already seen it. But if you haven't, check this one out. Star Trek Beyond. Golden Bucket. All right. That's it for me, for the Popcorn Priest, Chris Compton. We'll see you next time.